Hey y'all, I'm Byron. And I'm Margaret, and we'd like to welcome you back to the Beyond I Do podcast. In this episode, we will discuss how we survive parenting while maintaining our relationship and sanity. We are not marriage counselors or mental health providers. We are simply sharing what has worked for us in our marriage. So as we previously mentioned, we have two birth children, two adopted children, and we have one who is not legally adopted, but we still consider him ours. Throughout the years, we've experienced a lot of parenting ups and downs because of the dynamics of our family. We've compiled some of our best advice along with advice that we found from other sources, and we want to share what we've learned. The sources we used for this episode will be linked on our website. We were young parents who had only officially been together for a short time before having our son. Who was we? 22 and 23. 22 and 23. Oh, man. We still had a lot of growing up to do ourselves. Mm-mm. But regardless of your age, becoming a parent for the first time definitely takes some adjusting. Adjusted to a new baby. Understand that this is new and you will need to adjust to these changes. It will take more time to do everything. Going to the store will require you to get yourself ready, but also you have to get the baby ready. Make sure to be prepared for this adjustment. Mm. So we were, we were, we were some of the first in our friend group to, yeah, to have kids. We, there was a couple that we would hang out with. They were, um, dating and then got married. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we were meeting them for dinner. Mm. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And I guess she had gotten a little bit hangry. While she yeah. was waiting for us, uh, but we had to, and we, we tried to explain, we had to get the the baby ready, we had to drop yeah. him off, and it was just, it was a chore to get ready. And she smiled, but I still mm. don't think that she was convinced. Yeah, she, she didn't understand until they until had the they had, home. yep. Because, you know, we'd be like, all right, we're going to meet at 8 o'clock, but 8 o'clock turned to like 8.15, 8.20. Yeah, it might be 8.30 sometimes, but, you know. Some of that is because one of us is not very time conscious. But anyways. I'm time conscious when it's important. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. But it, it is a big adjustment having to get. And also, there's an adjustment when we had our son. We had him first mm. versus when we had our daughter because getting ready to go with her, I had to do yeah. hair, and there was multiple pairs of shoes to go with the different outfits. So it was even more yeah. to get her ready when she was little. And, so and, and you know, they always, people always, I mean, we tried to have a baby bag and all that stuff prepared, but I mean, sometimes just sitting around the house, she would end up using some diapers out of it because you're too lazy to go. <laughs> to the room and get diapers or wipes or whatever and then you leave the house and oh shoot we ain't got no pills <laughs> so then you have to go buy some while you're out or turn around and come back home so I mean it's you know 
Just try to be prepared as you can, but it ain't always going to happen. So our second bit of advice would be to accept help from others. Yes. Do not be ashamed to accept help. I was very thankful that my mother and mother-in-law were very involved in those first few days when we brought my son home. Um, and go tell the cabbage story. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so you gonna put me out there like that? Hey, okay. I have, I got embarrassing stories to tell. You had some. So we we brought we brought our son home, and I did not breastfeed. So my mother-in-law and my grandmother told me what I needed to do <laughs> so that the breast milk would dry up. Old school remedies. And go. they they said I needed to put liniment on my breast and then cabbage leaves and wrap that with the ace bandages and so for them I guess telling me was not good enough so <laughs> my first day home from the hospital they pulled me into the room made me put my hands above my head yep and my grandmother rubbed the liniment on <laughs> And then my mother-in-law held the cabbage leaves. Yep. And I cried. Yep. <laughs> because I felt so violated. <laughs> and then I was mad because you let them. Hey, <laughs> I, I was just doing what I was told. I had to go. Imagine I had to go in the store and buy that stuff. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> Aside from that, um, I was so thankful, though, to have that help because um, there was a, a moment in the hospital when I realized that I couldn't call the nurses when I needed a nap, mm -hmm. that I, they really meant we were going to leave with him. Yeah. We were going to take him with us. So, And that the, the fact that they trusted us, <laughs> mm -hmm. they trusted us to take him with us, but... And also, we definitely had to thank, because, I mean, we were in our early 20s. Mm -hmm. So, we got to thank your mama, my sister, and my niece. Yes. Because they helped us out as far as, like, <laughs> you know, we need a break for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, wanting to go hang out, do whatever. Yeah. They they definitely assisted us in that, and that, that helped us tremendously. So, shout out to them for all the help they had given us throughout the year. Yeah, that was, I think that was, um, I think those times too helped us as a couple Yeah, to be yeah. able to have those times. So definitely, um, we, we had some family members that, that helped us out and, and were, were there for us during mm -hmm. that time. Yep. Yep. And those breaks are very important. All right. So. Realize that you will change. Yes, you are going to change. Your perspective will change when you become a parent. Now, there are some things that I know that um, I never thought of. 
until I became a parent. Now, you know, of course, you know, I had several nieces and nephews, but still having your own is totally different. So their uh, perspective have to change, your actions have to change. Um, you know, I couldn't just go hang out with the fellas. I had to be a part of uh, raising my son. Remember <laughs> when the baby was small and he was still in diapers and uh, we had decided that since I was working that <laughs> and uh, I would get up with baby on the weekends and uh, y'all don't make don't make uh, don't make arrangements like that don't make <laughs> don't do that to yourself well, I mean I still you know sometimes I would still hear him crying and would still get up periodically but you know for the most part that was what our arrangement we discussed and that's what we decided but um you know I had to be a part of getting up feeding changing diapers you know um that was you know an adjustment but you know it was all worth it in the end I think what about your mama asking me if you mind Changing his diaper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... So, so we had gone to church and we had gone out to eat. Mm-hmm. And while we were eating, he needed his diaper changed. And he said, you know, I'll, t- I'll get him. And he got him, got the bag and went. And when he walked off, <laughs> your mom said, he don't mind doing that. <laughs> Doing what? Changing his diaper. <laughs> no man, he didn't mind making him. <laughs> yeah, you know, too, this was like late nineties, so you know, they had change stations in the men's restroom too, so it definitely was no bother for me. I mean and that's one thing I never understood, like, you know, the dudes who would be like, you know, I, I, I've never done that. You know, I couldn't do that. Or I have to babysit my yeah, child. I have to babysit my child. <laughs> not like, your child. You ain't babysitting. It's not, your, it's you not babysitting. It's your child. your child, brother. Right. I mean, come on. But, you know. But anyway, yeah, uh, you have to learn to make adjustments as parents. Uh, everything from, changes. Yeah, everything the, changes. Your perspective on where mm-hmm. you live, the yep. things that you yep, do, yep. how... Your things affect becomes important. Mm-hmm. Your school system you want to live in. The um, music you listen to, yeah. like everything, oh, yeah. the TV shows. I know for a while, I I didn't watch television in the living room, mm-hmm. um, even when they were asleep, because I I watch a lot of true crime type things, and yeah. I was always scared yeah. that they would get up and walk and. You know, kind of hover. Come in and see the wrong Right. Thing. Yeah. But, um, so everything changes. Your perspective changes on a lot of things. <laughs> Inside, though, like, <clears throat> I remember riding in the car and stuff, you know, when the kids would be with me. And I was by myself. It was Wu-Tang, Nas, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, T.I., Outkast, whatever, but... They get in the car and throw the gospel on. <laughs> Maybe throw the radio on, but you know. We listen to a lot of um, like 90s R&B yeah. and as, stuff like that. Because our kids, 
the older they got, you yeah. know, we kind of made adjustments. Like, okay, because, I mean, we couldn't hide, like, I know our son was a big Beyonce fan coming up. So, you know, he was listening to stuff on his own when he That's got when older. That's when they got older, so yeah. it's like, you know, well, I stopped hiding stuff because they was, you know, they were of age to where they could understand some of the things that they were saying. But, you know, those younger years, uh, man, we tried to keep them away as much as we could. But here's what it is. So, the next tidbit of advice. Oh, yes. This is most important. It is. Don't make your child clean their plate at dinner time. Stop right there. <laughs> oh, man. Love my mama. God bless the dead. But growing up, uh, we had to clean our plate. And I want y'all to listen to this now. What is wrong with the obesity rate in our country today? Probably because your mama done made you clean your damn <laughs> plate. Okay? Alright, now psychologically, now I feel like I have to eat everything on my plate. Now, I know I ain't the only one in this now, but, you know, that's, you know, eat your greens, eat this, eat that, eat everything, you know. And I and I get and where it came from. I get where it plate. came from. Yeah, my mom used to fix the big place. You know, I was the youngest of 10, so I get where it come from, you know. You know, I always have food, you know, in the earlier days. But, you know, growing up, and I was thankful God we had food. I mean, we didn't go hungry. I was about to say, you but, got you know, this, but. The flip side of that is psychologically... I feel like I have to go clean my plate. So when we go to the buffet, <laughs> I got to clean that plate. And then eat dinner, I got to clean that plate. So, I mean, you know, that was some 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 awful advice that I think that society has passed on. So don't make your kids clean their plates. I know for me, um, I had an older cousin that would babysit me during the summer. And she mm-hmm. would... I would have either Chef Boyardee ravioli or beefaroni, and she would take my Tahitian drink soda mm-hmm. and oh, put Tahitian it treat. Oh, yeah. yes, and put it on ice mm-hmm. and put it up to where I couldn't reach it, but okay. I could still see it and I could see the condensation forming on it. And yeah. she wouldn't make me eat all of my food before I could have mm-hmm. some of it, but I would have to eat a good bit of it, and then I could only get a drink. And then she'd put yeah, it back. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, it just, when you make your kid eat one thing to get something else, it's just opening the door for all types of, of eating yeah, disorders and, that, and, that, and, that and made, bad eating habits. That made me think about uh, my middle sister. Uh, like I said, I'm the youngest 10, so I had <clears throat> siblings who had children at my age. So um, this particular sister, her husband, uh, was in the military. He was in the army, and uh, they would come visit us uh, wherever they wherever they were stationed at. They would come visit us when they would get leave or whatever. So a lot of times, <laughs> the rules would change when they come because you know her rule was you don't get nothing to drink until you finish your plate, <laughs> and I ain't like that. <laughs> I want my Kool Aid. While I'm eating. (laughs) It's just a little sidebar. But anyway. Discipline is a good thing. 
Discipline is how children learn which behaviors are acceptable and which ones are not. People have different beliefs about the types of discipline is or is not acceptable. And that's cool. It's just decide what works for you and your family and do something. As long as it's not abusive. <laughs> that's right. A long man in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, we... We experienced uh, some things. We got abused, y'all. We got abused, y'all. And, and I know people always say, well, you know, and, and we'll talk about, like, with grown folks today. They'll be like, well, I'm on the whoop me. And it ain't, it ain't, it ain't bother me. It ain't make me turn out. I turned out good. Hmm. Did you really? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that, some of that stuff was. Yeah, some of it some was of that too stuff much. Was abuse, but, you know, that, that's neither here nor there. But um, we we appreciated times when natural consequences yes, occurred, yes. Mm-hmm. and we always talked to our kids before and after we disciplined them. Yeah. Sometimes that conversation beforehand was a little heated. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we we made sure to let them know this is why you are receiving a consequence. And also, I like I didn't want to damage my children the way <laughs> our folks did it so you know to me it was as simple like you know a spanking shouldn't mean no more than about two or three legs I mean cause anything other than that is just pain at that point so it's like you know I, I didn't see the point in you know and, and I hated to do it I, it just, that was my parents would be like it's gonna hurt me more than it hurt you no it ain't <laughs> <laughs> this really hurt physically hurt you know, I might emotionally but I get what they were saying I mm-hmm. mean didn't want to do it but it was like there again our kids for some reason the problems were mainly at home and not at you know as much as, more than they were at school right so you know we were disciplined for stuff that was happening at home right know, like, God, oh, but, you know but that's a good thing too though mm-hmm. one thing that we have we have never experienced, even in the times that they did something either at home or with um, scouts, mm-hmm. even those times that they did something, it was a shock to the adults involved. Yeah. Like yeah. they would come to us and say, you know, this is not normal. We yeah, don't yeah, expect yeah. this. So that, I mean, that, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of how they, they yeah. turned out. And, 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 and even when they would go, away and spend a night with people uh, I ain't had no problems out of them yeah, they, it seemed like as soon as y'all pulled up yep, that's when <laughs> they, they save it all for us <laughs> and I, I think too that that's I think that speaks to their level of comfort with us mm-hmm. uh, our kids and the boy said something about um, not feeling comfortable speaking up for himself. I, I don't know when that's ever been an issue. Yeah, I don't understand. But they, they both are very open and honest with us. Mm-hmm. And they are comfortable. Sometimes, in fact, sometimes too, too comfortable. comfortable yeah, right. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I don't even want to <clears throat> hear that, please. But... They, I think that speaks to them feeling comfortable and feeling like, okay, mm. you know, I'm I'm safe, and that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. you want your kids to to feel safe at home and comfortable with you, 
And that was the thing with discipline is I didn't want them to be afraid of us. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to respect, respect the boundaries and, yeah, and things. Yeah, so yeah, Definitely respect. That was most, most important. Didn't want the fear, you know, and everybody talk about, but I want my child to fear me. I, I mean, you know, to an extent, but, you know, which we're going to talk about in our next segment, you know, you have to, once they become adults, then you have to have that level of relationship with them. And that's why I think it's more important to, you know, kind of watch the things you do and watch the things you say, but we'll talk about that more. So our our situation was unique in that we had our two birth children and then we adopted a teenager. Mm-hmm. And adopting it we adopted a teenager out of the the from the system. So yep. obviously if there's a teenager placed in state custody there are issues, there are concerns. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately when we adopted her it it was too late um and and she said i wish that you had adopted me sooner because she had been through so much so um, she ran away and for several years we didn't we didn't have contact with her Mm -hmm. she came back into the picture with a baby yeah but she was not ready for parenthood at the time so we adopted Mm -hmm. the baby and about four years ago now the baby, who was around eight at the time, she'll be twelve this month. Mm-hmm. Yep, this month. Uh, she went to live with her birth mom, so we are. Well, we started letting her stay for the summers. Right, she would go for summers and holidays, and and then now she's with her birth mom full time. <clears throat> so our parenting role has shifted into uh, grandparents with that relationship, and with yep. the others, they are adults. So we now have shifted our thinking and our way of parenting because our children are adults. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been an adjustment for all parties involved. Yes, uh, it is. I think for me, the adjusting my uh, m- the hands-on part and pulling back mm-hmm. and allowing them to make choices, that's, that's been hard for me. Uh, I want to jump in and not necessarily save, but but save. I want to jump yeah. in and prevent because I feel like, you know, we've put all of this stuff in place for you to have this successful start, and and yeah. you're not doing what I envisioned you doing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to find that uh, balance because you you want to. I mean, you hope that you've taught them everything they needed, but you know, there again, it's like when they when they become adults. Okay, how do you guide them? How do you tell them things without telling them too much information? Right. You know, or information they don't need at that time. And that's that's like you know, it's all it's, and it, and I've always been like, you know approaching things from a reactionary standpoint now now if you now if they come to you or they come to me and be like hey dad I need to how do I do this then I because it's hard to know everything that they're going to need to know or right. what they don't know you know right and and so that creates a, a level of 
well, I'm, I'm scared they don't know enough. It's, 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 it's hard. It is. And we were so young when, mm-hmm. we, when we married and, and had our son. And, you know, I've, I've had to explain to him, we've, we grew up with you. And unfortunately, you were the first. So some things that we thought would be successful were not. But, but you know, I think, too, that, you know, our outlook on things is going to be different because we were, our generation was a lot more self-sufficient. Definitely. Than they were at that time. You know, like, we started out working, you know, high school, whatever, and uh, that taught us, okay, work through college, work through those years. So when we got together, we knew it was understood that okay we need to work to pay for things I don't know where that disconnect was with them in this generation because they don't want to work <laughs> or they you know they feel like you know they want to do as less or they want to find their way I get it with their way but how do you uh, uh, you know like when I tell them okay well go such and such you know they're applying to hire I don't want to work that kind of job Okay, well, you ain't never worked for what kind of job you think you're gonna get, you know? So it's it's that self sufficiency is not as there as we had it, and that's where I struggle with personally. Like, cause like hey, when I was your age, I was doing this, or I had this kind of mindset, right. and they don't have that same way of thinking. So that creates a level of difficulty for me. Um, that's and. Another issue that we experience with the 21-year-old who still lives with us, mm-hmm. um, she's, she's in college, she's working, but she bounces back and forth between wanting to be a full-grown woman yeah. one minute, and then the next minute she wants to be a big baby, yeah. and yeah. having to draw create boundaries Mm -hmm. so that I'm not giving in when she does those things. That's, that's a, another challenge. Um, and I, and I know for me, I know, you know, when it comes to like, uh, the transportation situation, that probably is my biggest stressor because I'm trying to help the son. He doesn't live with us anymore. Trying to help him out, uh, with, um, his vehicle and issues that he has. We have an extra vehicle and that has issues and then we have our personal vehicles. And so, you know, when he's calling me and like, hey, I need this or my truck is doing this, then I'm like, okay, well, you can get the extra vehicle. And he gets the extra vehicle and there's things going on with that. So it's that's been the biggest challenge for me because I want to, you know, I want to uh, have everything done, and it's kind of difficult at times. And then you just not, need it to get this off your chest. Him not living with us, it just makes it difficult too. Because you know, it's like, well, he'll call me and be like, "Well, both of them. Uh, this vehicle is making a noise. Okay, well, what kind of noise is it making? All right, bring it over here. Let me hear." I have to hear the noise and I have to figure stuff out. 
Another thing that, and I came across this as we were researching this episode, mm. and it kind of confirmed my thinking anyways, but okay. we still spend time with them. We yeah. still have yes. our our family nights and mm. aside, not just um, holidays, but, you know, we'll sit and our son is, he raps and writes. Our daughter sings and wants desperately to be able to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes we just sit around with music playing and, and we bounce lyrics off of each other. And yeah. so we still have those moments where we spend time together. We love um, true crime shows. We love oh, fake yeah. Crime shows. Crime shows yeah. So we have our TV shows that we'll sit and watch <clears throat> together. So we still know that there's value in spending that time with them mm-hmm. as adults. Yeah. And that also gives us the, the opportunity when questions come up or to discuss certain things with them mm-hmm. from this new perspective since they are adults. Yeah, and, and we still do dinners or sometimes, you know, at, when I'm off, sometimes I might... Uh, take one of them to lunch or something like that, you yeah. know. Okay, let's have lunch and then that's our, you know, bonding time or talking. And they'll ask me stuff and I'll get get a chance to explain stuff because it's fresh on their mind. You mm-hmm. know, I've dealt with this so if the issue comes up then okay, that's the time to talk about it. And we also, um and and it's the same with with our our adopted children yeah and uh, we were talking one day about how they will they'll call or text us questions and I'm like I'm just gonna google it to give them an answer but then we talked about it and thought about it they they need that confirmation from us Mm -hmm. and that still lets us know that as parents, we're needed, and they need to know that they're making the right choices. So yeah. now, when they when they do that, it's it makes me feel good because I know that okay, they're trying to learn these things on their own, but they still need that confirmation. And so we're just we've been we've been blessed to have our children, our our birth children, our adopted children, yeah. our um, God children, and, and uh, our extended children also. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we have been blessed, so. All right, now it's time for our Let's Discuss It topic. For this episode, our topic comes from an article that was originally posted in 2019, but in light of a lot of behavioral concerns after covid it was reposted, and that link will be in the show notes on our website. Mm-hmm. In this particular article, a mom goes to school. She receives an email from the teacher, and the girl is in eighth grade. And the email is concerning the, the girl's behavior in class. Mm-hmm. And so the mom's decision to deal with the behavior is she makes a shirt, that says, I'm here because my child won't behave. And she goes to school <laughs> with her daughter the next day. <laughs> and she spends the day in eighth grade with her child. And she 
comes out of this situation very enlightened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could I could not imagine being a child and my parent doing that. But as a teacher, I applaud this parent. Mm-hmm. She is my shero because so many parents are oblivious to some of the behaviors that we face with their kids every day. Yeah. And you would be surprised at some of the things that kids do when there are no parents around. Mm-hmm. So the overall topic, and we discussed <clears throat> this more in depth on our YouTube channel, was whether or not it's acceptable to publicly shame your child when they have yeah, yeah. been misbehaving. Well, and, and I, uh, the public shaming... Um, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, when we get into this a little more in the video, whereas, you know, to a degree, but once it, you know, people start posting videos on social media, what they do, then that's when I kind of have a problem with it because it's like, it doesn't, you know, you, you're pretty much doing it for likes and uh, shares at this point, you know, and is the child learning anything from that embarrassment, you know? Um, so it, it, to me, it does, doesn't do any good. Uh, but you know, and which not necessarily with this mom, I, I feel like with what this mom did, I think that was appropriate. Yeah, that was a little light. Um, in the video, we discussed another situation that was a little more, a little more crossing the line. Mm. But in this situation, I think the mom's response was, I think it was brilliant, especially with an eighth grader. Eighth graders are that's the at the top of the middle school. They're mm. they're starting to feel themselves a little bit. So, right. you know, just to let her know, no, I'm still I'm still the mama in the situation. Do you think it would have been uh, more beneficial for her to, for the child to wear a shirt? It, you know, you know. I think I'm wearing that, this because I misbehave or whatever. Do you think now that, that I think would have been more, like that would have been more crossing the line than the mom wearing it. Okay. okay. I think the mom wearing the shirt and coming to school that day. I mm-hmm. think that was wonderful, and please. Click on the link and check out the article because she has a post. She had a list of observances yeah, at, yeah. with her day at the middle school. So uh, please check that out because it's eye-opening, especially if you either don't have middle school kids, your kids haven't gotten that old yet, mm-hmm. or you have not been inside of a school that is fully functioning yet. It is eye-opening. And I tell you what, now, uh, as far as what this parent did, uh, I'm cool with it yep. in, in, in every sense because I share on the video an embarrassing uh, situation that I <laughs> went through. And uh, I tell you what, um, I'm sure glad we didn't have cell phones and social media in 1987 because uh, <laughs> I'd have had something that could have lived on, but you know. As far as uh, the posting things, now, recording stuff, I'm fine with that. You know, maybe you can 
share it with the child later on and say, hey, you know, this is this. But once you post it to social media, uh, then it becomes, you know, what does that child learn from that? And at the same time, how does that make them feel? You know, you know, with the with the little one, that was one thing when she would have tantrums, I would take the phone out to record yeah. her and yeah. she would shut it down instantly yeah. because she was embarrassed that she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't tell her I'm showing anybody or anything. Yeah. Just the idea that it was being recorded and then and then show it to her and she'd laugh. Yeah, she'd laugh and show it to her. <laughs> All right, so that's our Let's Discuss It topic. Make sure to check out the extended discussion on our YouTube channel. It's the Beyond I Do podcast YouTube channel. And we discuss the mom who goes to her daughter's school as well as another another situation. And you get to hear you get to hear his public shaming. My embarrassing story, <laughs> yes. Please join us next time for episode seven where we'll talk about finding work-life balance. In the meantime, please make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and comment and let us know what your parenting advice is. What type of tips do you have to offer? And also, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel for the extended Let's Discuss It topic. Until next time, we will holla at y'all.